Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Well, uh, a blessed Palm Sunday to everyone. And just uh, the idea of Palm Sunday um, is, is really what my message is about today. Uh, because as, as the people of God, we were called to understand what God is doing in our time, in, in our generation, and, and to respond rightly to what God is doing. And consider Palm Sunday. Uh, that, that was the day uh, mostly the people, people of Jerusalem came out and, and they hailed Jesus as king. And, and they put the palm branches down and Jesus rode in triumphantly to Jerusalem, and it, it sure looked like they were getting it, right? But then not so many days later, very likely many of the same people were saying, crucify him and give us Barabbas. Uh, something went really haywire. In either their understanding of of what was happening or their response to what was happening, right? Uh, so for for us as as the people of God now, uh, we're we're called to understand what God is doing in in our day in our generation, and, and to respond rightly to that. Well, one of the things that God has been doing in our generation for 15 years or so uh, is he's been raising up a global prayer movement that is unlike anything that's happened before on the earth. Uh, there, there have been a few sustained prayer movements in the last 2,000 years, uh, the most significant probably in, in Germany uh, a couple hundred years ago uh, in Hernhut, where they had a prayer meeting that lasted a hundred years and never stopped. But it was very localized. It, it was one place. And many, many missionaries were sent out from that place, Hernhut, Germany. Uh, but what's happening in our generation is the, the Lord is, is raising up similar 
kinds of prayer meetings that that never end and and he's doing it all over the place uh, there's there's one of these in Denver there's one in Colorado Springs there's one in Kansas City they're they're popping up all all over the place uh, and it's it's becoming a global thing and it it seems to me that that, that speaks to uh, the bigger thing that God is doing in our generation, and that is raising up a people to cry out to him to return. As we know that before Jesus returns, the, the Spirit and the Bride will be crying out, Come, Lord. And And so... When, when God is doing something different in a generation, as he is in, in our generation, uh, we, we need to consider what that is and we need to consider what should our response be to that. Uh, Joy and I, we, we've been significantly impacted by the ministry of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City over the last uh, 15 years or so. Where's Phil? (laughs) There's something I need to turn off up there (laughs) to get rid of the radio station? (laughs) I guess it's it's me. (laughs) I'm, I'm an antenna. Today, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll try to speak loudly and clearly so you can hear me above whatever it is that they're they're saying. So, <clears throat> uh, it it isn't necessarily that the Lord is calling all of us to to become a, a full time missionary at at one of these twenty four hour prayer furnaces that are growing up all over the place. But I, I do believe that the Lord is, is calling each of us to, to be a person of prayer. And it, it is in prayer that, that we encounter the Lord. It's, it's in prayer that and in his presence that he changes us. And, and he, he chooses. Uh, the, the words of John Wesley were, were something like this. It's a, a rough paraphrase. Uh, that the Lord does nothing on the earth except in response to prayer. So in, in light of this, uh, the Lord put it on my heart to sponsor uh, a prayer mini conference workshop, whatever, because uh, I want all of us to go deeper in prayer than where we are now. So April 18th, uh, we're working with the Wyoming House of Prayer, and and we're having. 
a, a conference right here at the vineyard, and, and we'll have probably half a dozen speakers speaking on, on different aspects of prayer, and, and there's, there's going to be people here from all over the state of Wyoming. Uh, so this, this is an opportunity to not only probably receive some, some training, some insight, but, but to, to be encouraged to step in a little closer, a little deeper, a little farther in, into the, the practice of, of prayer. So I, I just want to encourage all of us, or as many of us as, as possible, to, to come and, and receive from the Lord. Because, uh, uh, you know, what I really wanted to speak on today was, uh, given the, the messages that, that I've uh, given over the last three or four weeks, uh, about how there's a difference between receiving eternal life and being called to rule and reign with Jesus during the thousand-year millennial reign. That not all of those who may have received eternal life are going to be chosen to be part of that millennial reign with Jesus. And if, if that is indeed the case, and I, I, I firmly believe that it is the case, uh, how do we respond to that? Uh, and uh, I, I, I don't want to leave anyone in fear about that once again, because how, how we respond to to that revelation is is just being the kind of Christian that God wanted us to be in the first place. <laughs> that that is the right response. Because if if we are following Jesus, we are going on with him, we're hearing his voice, we're we're obeying what he's telling us to do. Uh, we we are going to be chosen. Uh, it's it's those who who stop at, at some point uh, in their obedience in their following God uh, who have something to worry about. So uh, I, I was talking to Phil before the service this morning and. Uh, you know, we, we, he and I, have, have been through some uh, significant theological adjustments in, in the time that we've been following the Lord. And, and I, I think that is, is something that we should expect, <laughs> that we, we don't start this walk with the Lord with, with full revelation and, and understanding of how things work and who God is and what he's like and how he relates to us. And, and sometimes when we get significant revelations, it, it, it seems like 
you were getting saved all over again. <laughs> and I, I heard Joy telling someone that, that it, it seems like about every five years, it seems like we get saved again. Because we, we're, we're entering into more uh, understanding of what this call of God on our life really is. And, you know, I, I would say if, if that is something that is not happening, uh, you, you may want to ask the Lord, uh, <laughs> where would you like to teach me? Holy Spirit, where would you like to shine light in in my life so that I can keep moving on with you? And and I would encourage you to do that. Uh, so uh, let's let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to us today. Um, Father, I, I thank you that you're completely for us, uh, that you've chosen us to be your people. Uh, you've given us the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to lead us into all truth. And, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would do that, uh, that you would bring us revelation and understanding, that that you would continue to move us on this journey uh, that you've called us to. And that we would be faithful to what you show us and, and what you teach us and what you uh, ask us to do. That, that we would be chosen to reign with Jesus here on the earth for a thousand years. And, and thank you that you, you give us what we don't deserve and, and you don't give us what we do deserve. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, I, I, I think uh, part of what I need to do today is is give some testimony and I've I've kind of talked about some of this um, over the last few weeks but sometimes we we get uh, to a place of dryness a place of discouragement uh, what what Proverbs calls heart sickness, uh, the delay of of answered prayer can can lead to getting spiritually tired, <laughs> getting heart sickness. Uh, I I think I was suffering from that for for a few months last year. And uh, it, it's it's not a good place to be. Uh, it's it's not that I didn't believe the promises of God anymore, uh, but it, it seemed like maybe I, I'd gotten to a place where I, I I'd been 
asking and pressing and and then got busy with with just the the work of of ministry and 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 got to a place of of being dry and not in the presence of the Lord enough and you know that's that's a really bad thing when uh when this is your job <laughs> you know it's it's one thing when uh, you work at the highway department or, you know, you do something else. But uh, when when you're supposed to minister on behalf of the Lord, it's it's a bad thing to, to be dry. And and so I, I had to come to an understanding of my my own condition and and make some decisions. Uh, about how that would change, and uh, it it was really based on on this one passage in in Galatians six that that is uh, profoundly simple, but one that needs to be in in our memory all the time. Uh, and Galatians. Uh, chapter 6, I'm, I'm going to start in verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, I determined that this was what I needed to do. I I needed to... So to the spirit, <laughs> and I, I needed to check uh, where I was sowing to the flesh, and sowing to the flesh is just basically doing what you want. It's <laughs> and it, like the last verse in in the book of Judges, and everyone did what was right in their own sight, and. That was a really bad place for Israel to be. Now, if if we sow to the flesh, if, if we just do what we think we're supposed to do, see, it can be good things. It doesn't necessarily have to be bad things. Uh, but if if we're just sort of caught on a treadmill or, or doing what we think is expected of us and what, what we think we're supposed to do, that, that's not going to get us out of a bad spiritual place. It, it is sowing to the Spirit that is going to get us out of a bad spiritual place. Now, what, what does that look like? It, it's doing things that that are going to feed our spirit with life 
from God. That, that is the only thing that, that is going to change our, our spiritual condition in a positive way. So I, I determined that I needed to start fasting again. Because sometimes in our lives together, Joy and I have fasted together. Sometimes we've fasted regularly quite a bit. Sometimes we've fasted regularly together uh, like a day a week. And I, I decided I, I needed to do at least a day a week because what that does is it, it works on your heart condition. Because it, it tells the flesh, you're not in charge anymore. <laughs> there is a higher priority than you. And that higher priority is seeking the Lord. Because when you fast, you don't want to just not eat. You, you want to replace that time that you would have been cooking and eating with seeking the Lord. And, and then it, it becomes something that, that does feed our, our spirit. And I, I needed to pray more. So, conveniently, Joy has to be to work in the morning at 5.30. And so I, I like to get up with her at 4.30 and, and make her coffee. So can <laughs> yeah, she's spoiled. <laughs> she gets an americano every morning, <laughs> delivered to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> but so conveniently, I'm awake and up at four thirty in the morning. So rather than going back to bed, I, I would use that time and have some extended time to seek the Lord, to pray, to, to worship, to, to be in, in the Word. And so there's, there's a thing about this passage that, that you have to understand is that when, when you're coming from a dry place and and you, you begin to sow to the Spirit, you, you don't reap in a week. <laughs> you, you, you don't reap in, in a month. There, and, and that's why, you know, people use this one verse out of this passage, let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You hear that verse all the time. But the context of that verse is sowing to the Spirit. Don't, you know, when, when you decide to make a change and, and go after the Lord and sow to the Spirit, don't give up when nothing feels very different after a month. And, and maybe you're not encountering God the way you had hoped or the, the way you, you wanted to. Uh, the, the word says, keep, keep at it. 
<laughs> keep going. Keep, keep sowing to the Spirit. And if you do, because this is what the Word says, if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap life. And, and that is what we all need. We, we need more of, of the life of God flowing in to us. And, and, and we need more than, than what you can possibly get on Sunday morning. That, that would be a starvation diet if, if this is your, your sowing and, and your, your feeding for, for the week. So, it's, it's been a journey. It's, it's been good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reaping life. I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm strengthened. I'm uh, in a much better place. I'm, I'm not completely where I want to be. But... I'm making progress in, in the right direction. So, we, we want to get ourselves spiritually prepared for, for the days that are ahead. And, you know, as, as we've looked at events related to... Uh, the last days, uh, we we know that there's there's a, a period of turbulence of of pressure that that precedes the great tribulation. And uh, if if you were to ask Christians in much of the world if if they think we're in that time. Uh, I, I think they would unhesitatingly say, hello, uh, how many Christians have been beheaded on film in the last few months? Way too many. How, how many have been taken in, into slavery? Way too many. How many have had their villages burned and destroyed? And, and been displaced way too many. Uh, yeah, thousands and thousands. And it's, it's not a pleasant time for, for the church on, on the earth. And, and I don't think we're in the Great Tribulation yet. But uh, as I look at things, it, it sure looks like we're in, in the ramp up. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're getting there. So I, uh, I think it's maybe the second or third slide. Um, next one. Yeah. 
That is not reasonable. To just presume that, that when difficulty gets here, we're, we're just going to be ready. That, that's not a good way of thinking. Because when, when pressure comes, what's really inside gets squeezed out. <laughs> you, most of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we, we can put on a really nice veneer here on Sunday morning. Uh, but, man, when, when the pressure comes, what is going to come out of us? Uh, if, if we're having trouble... Seeking the Lord now, we're having trouble obeying Him now. We're 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 having trouble continuing to go forward with Him now. We're we're going to be in trouble when the pressure really comes. So, I'm I'm inviting many of you uh, on the journey that I've been on for a few months to to purposefully uh, prepare your heart and and see again I'm 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 putting this in in the context of of where I believe we are but the the thing is th- this is what we need to do no matter what time we're in You know, if, if I'm wrong and the Great Tribulation is another 30 years away, you, you won't be disappointed that you have done this. Okay? <laughs> because drawing near to the Lord and, and being strengthened spiritually is, is the best thing that we can do no matter what time it is. Because it will lead to more eternal reward for us. It will lead to us being used by the Lord more in the time that we still have, no matter what that time looks like. But I'm, I'm speaking with a little bit of perceived urgency in that I don't think the difficult times are that far away. And, and because there is uh, a lag of time between the sowing to the Spirit and, and the reaping of life, it's time <laughs> to get after this. Uh, it it really is. So, you know that that is really what's what's on my heart today. And uh, some of the words that that were given today, I, I think, resonate with with this. Uh, you know, don't don't let. 
See, the, the enemy, he, he likes nothing better than to bring condemnation upon us so that we don't approach the Lord in faith and, and come into his presence. He, he, he gets a double win in that case. Because he, he, he gets us to feel bad about ourselves, and then he keeps us from the solution. And, and we, we, just, we cannot let him have that kind of victory anymore. We, we can't. And many of us are, are holding on to prophetic words. And, and I just, I, I just want to speak some forth about Cheyenne and, and this body today. That, that the whole reason that Joy and I entered into planting this church was a, a big promise from the Lord about a huge harvest that was going to take place in Cheyenne. And, and our response was we wanted to raise up a people to be part of that. And, and that's why we're here. That's, that's why uh, we, we want to equip all of you to, to be ready to be used in, in the harvest. Because what, what the Lord wants to do in Cheyenne is, is really significant. It's, it's something that we haven't seen in our lifetimes here in America, although it has taken place in different places in the world, where, where the Lord brings in such a harvest that, that the culture changes and and the kingdom of God is really displayed in a place. And, you know, maybe some of you have heard about when this has happened uh, down in South America in, in some villages. There, there was one village in particular where they couldn't grow enough food to, to feed themselves and, and the Lord brought a revival to this place and they they prayed over the land and and now they grow food that is astoundingly bigger than it is anywhere else potatoes and carrots that that are just huge and there there is no other explanation than than what God has done to heal the land and, and make it produce. So so now they export food when they used to have to import it. It's it's amazing. And and the Lord in revivals in different times and places, like, like the one that took place in uh, Scotland, uh, with Rees Howells and, and some some others the culture shifted so that the police didn't have anything to do. That's, that's where uh, these bar barbershop quartets started. It, it was police officers. 
<laughs> because they, they were all saved too. So they, they just started singing groups because the, there really wasn't anything else for them to do. And, and so I, I'm still believing in, in these words for Cheyenne. And I, I invite you to believe with me. And I'm, I'm praying for these things, and I invite you guys to pray with me that, that the Lord will do these things that, that he has said. Uh, because the, these are things that are bigger than what we could do. It, it, it takes him. And, and so, you know, we, we need to come to the Lord as, as, as we turn our face like flint to seek after God and say, God, I, I'm going after you. I, I want more of you. I want what you have for me. And I'm not letting go. And I'm not going to quit. We, we need to come to him in faith. Because we, we don't come into the Holy of Holies, into God's presence, because of what we, how good we've been for the last week. That will not get us there. It won't get me there. It won't get you there. It's, it's by the blood of the Lamb. It's by the blood of Jesus and His righteousness that we can go there. So don't let the enemy keep you away because of your unworthiness. So what if I'm not worthy? By the blood of Jesus, I can boldly come before the throne. And come in faith expecting to meet with the Lord. Because he, he's not withholding anything from you because you're you. He's, he's not going to give anything special to me that's not available to you. He's not a respecter of persons. Now, yes, we, we have different callings. We, we have different giftings. But he, he delights in being sought after. Jeremiah 29.13 You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. In Proverbs 8.17, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. And there's one more thing that I, I think I need to talk about today. And, and that's the story of First Kings... 19, 
This is after Elijah has, has been through some, some great victories and, and he's hiding in a cave and, and he's, he's wanting to hear from the Lord. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And now that's some kind of wind. I mean, we have wind in Cheyenne, but we don't have wind like that that breaks rocks. That's some wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. There's, there's an important piece of Seeking and finding the Lord. And this is probably the most difficult piece. Whoa. That was impressive, Garrett. He's <laughs> got his little arm up. Man, he, that had to have taken about everything. <laughs> we know where he got that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like father, like son, like son. So, positioning ourselves to hear the Lord. We, we understand that we don't hear the Lord with our physical ears. At least the vast, vast majority of the time. We, we hear the Lord in our spirit. Well, most of us become accustomed to living according to the flesh and feeding the soul. And see, the, the soul likes to be excited. It, it likes uh, to be titillated, to, to use a descriptive word. It, 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 it likes... Uh, <clears throat> to to be fed and 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 to uh, our release adrenaline and you know that that sort of thing. Well, if if we feed our soul too much, it it tends to dull the ability of our spirit to hear, or or even 
sense the, the presence of the Lord. So, so an important part of, of seeking after the Lord is dialing down our lifestyle so that our soul isn't filling our our mind and our emotions quite so much and like i said th- this is difficult and and this this requires humility and you know it it brings to mind one of the and i think this is in three of the gospels where where jesus said you you can't even enter the kingdom of heaven unless you come like a little child there there are some different aspects to that of coming as a little child. Uh, children come with humility. They, they, they come wanting to be taught. They, they come realizing they, they don't have all the answers because that's why God didn't say come like a teenager. And no offense, teenagers, okay? <laughs> I was one once. And, and I've had children who were teenagers. <laughs> but that's why God didn't say, come like a teenager. Uh, he said, come like a child. Children will make room in their life for whatever it is that they want to do. They they are great at adjusting. They are really flexible. And and they will receive. And see for for many of us and and I know this applies to you and me. This this is there's see Joy and I are both kind of Renaissance people, and we know how to do a whole lot of different things. And there's a certain amount of pride in how much we can get done. So it's it's kind of hard to set aside time when there are so many other things that we could be doing. Um, so we've got to do this. We, we have to do less. And see, that's, that's one of the blessings and problems that we have in this country is we have way too many options. 
And I, I really believe that, that the Lord is, is going to bring us through a time when we don't have nearly so many options. And if, if we have already created that pathway to him and, and worn it well, <laughs> uh, we'll be in a much better position to help others find that path when those times come. And, and that is what the Lord wants. He, he would have us be prepared and, and, and really be his people now. And, and let, let that bring forth fruit, that fruit of life, so that when the pressure comes and we're squeezed, life comes out. So, how do you respond to a message like this? Um, I, I think I shared this passage with you uh, a while ago as one that didn't make a whole lot of sense without the revelation about eternal life versus entering the kingdom. Because Paul is saying this, and we know who Paul was. I mean, if, if there was anybody who was sold out, <laughs> uh, it, it was Paul. But he said in 1 Corinthians 9, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. And everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable we want to receive something imperishable, our resurrected bodies in the millennium. Therefore, run in such a way as not without aim. And that's really that, that last verse of Judges, living for whatever it is that we want, uh, that's without aim because that's a moving target. <laughs> our, our soul makes sure of that. But I box in such a way as not beating the air. 
but I buffet my body and make it my slave, lest possibly after I have preached to others, I myself could be disqualified. And for, for Paul to say that, I mean, that, that should put the fear of the Lord in, into us. <laughs> if, if he was not sure that he was going to make the cut, oh boy. <laughs> uh, so we run the race as to win the prize. And we, we structure our, our way of living to, to win the prize. The prize of the upward call of the imperishable resurrected body that the Lord desires for all of us. So, I, I think I'll close there since I kept you so long last week. <laughs> this wasn't really the, the message that I thought I was going to teach today. Uh, but I, I felt like the Lord wanted me to share my journey. Uh, and invite you to join me in restructuring your life to sow to the Spirit more. As read, read Romans 8 this week. We, we need to sow to the Spirit. And if we keep at it, <laughs> there will be progress. Like I said, we may not see it in a week or a month. But if we look back six months from now, we'll say, Whew, boy, I'm glad I'm not where I was. And I'm glad for where I am and for where I will be. So let me, let me pray for all of us. Father, I thank you that you, you want this for us more, more than we do. You, you so desire for us to come into your presence and, and just be with you. And, and be people of prayer and people of your presence and people who are in your word. And Lord, I, I pray that as, as your people seek you in restructuring their way of living, that you would show each of us the ways that we can sow to the Spirit more. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to uh, 
to reduce the the way that we sow to the flesh and numb our our spirit. That we would be able to hear your your quiet whispers. And and like Kim was saying, we'd we'd run after those quiet whispers. And not let you go. So Lord, take us closer and and deeper in you. Bring forth more of your life in us. For the glory of your Son. And do those things in Cheyenne that you have said. Help us to position ourselves to be useful to you as you do those things. In Jesus' name, amen.